From the creators of Relevant Magazine, it's the Relevant Podcast. March 27th, 2015, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, and I am not Cameron Strang. You are not? I am the artist formerly known as (laughs) Pounds. What? This is really good. What is happening? You've been doing it all your life. I'd say she nailed the intro. Well done, buddy. It's it's, it's as if you've heard this before. Right. Once or twice. Once or twice. Yeah. It's weird. Some people sing in the shower. I do intros in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the clubhouse. She did really, really well. That was beautiful. That was impressive. (laughs) Like I said, I'm Kiki, and here with me in the temporary studio we have built in my Lawrence, Kansas apartment is Eddie Bleeping (laughs) Cockle. Nice to see you, Kiki. Well done. Thanks. I really love how the green screen we've set up in my living room makes it look like you guys are still still in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we, it's, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah. High we spared end. no expense for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a big deal. Nice to see you. Uh, and stepping apparently stepping away from all the controls, going wild is Mr. Chad Michael Snavely. Hello friends. Hello friends. Look I at am, you. I'm just standing here in the in the big boy's Got chair. Got your big boy chair mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Your, your big spot. With your big microphone. Pretty pretty much a big deal this week. It's I'm not going to lie. I hope your mom I've watches. never realized. I, I guess you are a lot taller than Cameron is. Interesting. I am a, I am a towering, towering <laughs> individual. You know, it's been a couple weeks since we went through and talked about the heights of every uh, person person yeah. on the show. How tall are you? Well, it was either podcasting or the NBA for me, and I went with mm-hmm. podcasting. So. What, are you like 6'2"? I am about <laughs> six foot. <laughs> I think I did that thing last time. <laughs> Nobody ever sees me stand up. I'm always Eddie sitting. dramatically <laughs> overestimates people's height regularly. What do you, what do you say? About six, 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 seven? What are you? What are you? A little uh, tiny baby Akeem Olajuwon? You're huge. <laughs> um, okay, from the on the skyline from Virginia. Oh, if I'm not distracted, is Mr. Jesser Carey? Jesser Carey? <laughs> Close enough. Hello, hello. <laughs> I love this. You're doing so great, Kiki. You guys are so distracted. It is only going to get worse. Yeah. Just ride the okay. wave. Good luck. And on our other Skype line from Nashville, Tennessee, is Mr. Tyler Huckabee. What's up, nerds? Oh, oh nice. brought it back. Yeah, and he is wearing a plunging t-shirt. People get so offended by that, Tyler. Kiki did I'm really... I'm sad Shauna's not here this week. Yeah, we all are. We all She's are. the best. We, we miss you her every You look kind of like Shauna at a, at a glance. Yeah, just really fast. Yeah. Just really fast. I just figured she actually has a brand she that's like a respectable brand she needs to look out for and she was probably needs to avoid me as much as possible. <laughs> there are moments on the show where like she does get very quiet in your eyes. She's got to distance herself from what's yeah. happening yeah. right now. She has an actual publicist in yeah. her career. And, and just I think as a Christian, she probably would just <laughs> want to just as a human being, not even as a Christian. I just as a person. Book sales. I yeah. think we probably cut into her book sales a little bit. Yeah, yeah. 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 We definitely didn't help. We definitely didn't help them, that's for sure. Oh, no, 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 no. Absolutely no. not. But they underperformed because of her association with us. Yeah. Right. Kiki, you did really, really well with the intros. Yeah. And, and I, there's a bunch of stuff we're going to get to, but I wanted to let you guys know first. Um, there's a couple big sponsors that particularly wanted to be on the Kiki Pounds or the uh, Kiki Gibbs. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm always I'm going to keep saying this, I'm afraid, throughout the course of the show. Yeah, because we met her as, we, Kiki as Kiki Pounds. Pounds right. And so I know. 
IDs still say Kiki Pounds. Okay, well, we'll get into why you're no longer Kiki Pounds. We'll get into all well, that. She got married. It's but, a dark story. Yeah, it's a dark story. Yeah, but yeah, you first, had to change your identity for security reasons. Yeah, right. right. Actually. But first, I want to tell you guys that this week's episode is brought to you by Videoblocks. Uh, Videoblocks is an affordable solution for your production and media needs. Videoblocks gives you unlimited access to premium videos and stock footage. Uh, it's been used by over 90,000 customers, including MTV, NBC, ABC, and the Discovery Channel. Uh, Videoblocks is also a great tool for worship, sermons, and other church needs. Uh, you get unlimited downloads to the library of 100,000-plus HD video clips, motion-looping backgrounds, countdowns, aerial clips, and more. Everything is 100% royalty-free. You get unrestricted usage rights for personal or commercial products. You keep what you download, and you maintain usage rights forever. Right now, you can start a seven-day free trial. Download up to 140 clips from the library during your trial, uh, but it automatically rolls into the monthly plan after the trial ends, so don't forget to set a reminder. Uh, you might ask, where should I go to check this out? Oh. Videoblocks.com slash go slash relevant. Here's the key. Videoblocks, B-L-O-C-K-S. Got it. You said X, right? I said C-K-S. Video blocks. X as in X-Men. Blocks as in C-K-S. I'm just going to say that one more time. Couldn't be more clear. Video blocks. Video blocks. B-L-O-C-K-S. Slash go. Slash relevant. Creative content that everyone can afford. Really, really cool stuff. So if you're you're a creative looking for some some great high-definition video clips, motion backgrounds, uh, go check them out. They're our sponsor for the show this week. I would have loved to have added some commentary and folksy uh, charm to that, but Jesse told me not to talk during the sponsor reads anymore. Jesse, so, Jesse was giving um, you creative direction. I did no such thing. I'm, I'm sorry, everyone. I just had to sit there quietly, but I think <laughs> it's a great sponsor. Thing. How do you feel when Jesse tells you what to do? I feel really hurt, man. Yeah. It's really painful. Good. <laughs> <laughs> that was the intention. Yeah. So Kiki's on the show this week. Um, she is hosting the very first time, I think, as long as I can remember, than anyone else has ever come into guest host. I, yeah. I think one time, and, maybe and, maybe four years ago, John Acuff did this. Now that I did a lot of research, I think I'm the first girl to ever host. I, I'm I'll, representing uh, my entire gender. I think you are. You're a fine representative of the gender. You're a good person, Thank Kiki. Thank you. But I yeah. think Jesse hasn't hosted. He's been on the show since like month two. Jesse yeah. has never yeah. hosted, right? That's true. So, Kiki. <laughs> You've already surpassed me in, in, in your podcasting <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Good job. Kiki, how long have you been listening to, to Ye Old Relevant Podcast? So, I thought, I mean, we can really, I actually looked into it. I, you guys made a college issue when I was a freshman in college, and okay. someone left it in my dorm, and I found it, and like almost immediately looked up and found the podcast. So, it was... You were already on the podcast, but it was like number five. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you've been like, actually, you didn't go back in the archives. Like, you have been listening consistently since then. For or- years. Yeah. You'd think I'd have better <laughs> stuff to do with my life. That's amazing. Have, you, have you missed any episodes, do you think? Or have you listened pretty much every one? I mean, everyone. I listen to them when I run or when I'm lonely. And so, what are you running from? <laughs> my loneliness. Loneliness. <laughs> I don't even listen to every podcast. Yeah, even the ones that Tyler's on, most of them he doesn't listen to. Half of <laughs> That's really cool. That is really a privilege that you. Yeah, well, to the we're show. excited that you're on. Yeah, yeah. we we are, and we knew that you were a little bit nervous. So yesterday uh, we tweeted out. We said that uh, we asked our listeners to to send in some tips 
for you for the podcast today, for hosting the podcast. And we got some really, really good tips in from our listeners. So I'm just going to go through a few of these. And mm-hmm. if you guys want to interject or talk about any of these, Kiki, you can, okay. you can let us know what you think of these. Um, but some really, really great tips came in from our listeners mm-hmm. uh, using the hashtag Kiki Tips. <laughs> Which also, I have to say, like, if you, if you go down into it, all the way back to 2012... Apparently, I've been getting tips. Yeah. And uh, I really appreciated some of those. <laughs> I can't read them out loud, but uh, they're really, I took them to heart. Really good stuff. Um, uh, at Jeff McGill said, uh, it's always helpful to riff for about half an hour before getting around to the introductions. No pressure. Yeah, I would say we're We on. already got that. I think yeah. we got that covered. You Kiki's did, a pro. Yeah. I just have to sit silently, let the magic happen. I really am watching magic right now. If listeners want to know what this looks like, it's magic. No. Just imagine I, magic. I think it's going to wreck the Daddy. show for you. I'm worried. Right. I think it's going to wreck the show. I'm nervous about nobody this. Nobody likes to see, nobody wants to see David Copperfield after they know where the rabbit comes from. Yeah, this might be my last episode, actually, yeah. guys. It's but that would be a good run. That'd be a way yeah. to go out, wouldn't it? Oh, that'd be a great way to go the out. The you yeah, episode. But, but, but what Kiki doesn't know is that we it usually takes around five and a half hours to get the 90 usable minutes right oh, Barely oh, I, usable. I lied to my boss i was like look it's only an hour-long podcast it won't take that long i will come back to work as soon as it's done i promise you and work <laughs> you and work in the podcast have a really strained relationship don't you we'll talk it's about that priorities we'll talk god bless you right. we'll talk about that after yeah. tips but we got to talk about it. michael letner uh at letner said Kiki, introduce yourself by singing from Cats to earn the love of at Edward or Eddie. Hmm, that would have mm. been nice. Yeah. Can Ed- you sing? Uh, actually, I am a classically trained soprano. Wow. Um, which my husband likes to make fun of me for. Why would he, what, why would he make fun of it? He introduces me that way. He's like, this is my wife, Kiki. She's a classically trained soprano. I gotta he thinks s- it's funny to say. Does I gotta he say- sing? Yeah. No, he's tone deaf. You're a, <laughs> you're a classically trained soprano. You are an interesting yeah. well of information. Okay. You're like the Dos Equis yeah. woman. You've, you've, got, you've just got a lot of bottomless Oh, wall. I've got so much. What kind of I'm like? Just, I'm just hoping you guys didn't Google me before this started. What kind of? Don't Google me now. I did not. Give us, just push Give pause us, on yeah, this. Just Give a us minute. 10 minutes. What, uh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait. What kind of music did you sing? Cla- I mean, I sing in church. I sing in church now. A lot of church singing. And then I did choir, choir in high school. Like yeah. solo, solo and ensemble, Florida, solo and ensemble, got a superior once. Me too. Yeah, I know. In Florida? Dude, Eddie. Oh boy. Yeah, Florida. You're a Methodist from Florida. You went to Asbury. I feel like we're best friends. I feel like wow. you are the male. How leader. do we not know each other? Here we already. go, Jesse and Tyler. Here we go. Now we're talking oh yeah, about, that too. Yeah. Let's just get the Broadway stuff out of the way. <laughs> you guys want to, <laughs> you guys want to go do your own podcast? Did you like, ever do? No, just no, no, no. Give us five, I, like, five minutes. Seriously. I wanted to ask, did you ever do like Chrysalis or Walk to Emmaus? Like that was really big when we were. No, um, no, no, no. I wasn't, uh, I was, I kind of got into it more in college. So I kind of missed yeah. a lot of that. Yeah, uh, me too. That would have been a blessing. Yeah, no, you missed nothing. <laughs> Kiki, did you play any instruments? No, I, I well, I taught myself to play guitar because if you want to lead worship, you have to stand there with a the guitar and play the G chord. Yeah, the, yeah, that's the, true. Amen. Amen. We know. G C D E minor, G. A minor, oh, A minor seven. Lord, I lift yeah. you. Maybe a B minor if you want to get funky. We've, in there. we've covered this. We can uh, do. It. We have a worship chords, band, so I can right. play Reliant K songs. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> right. And a couple of those. That's good. But, That's good. Yeah. Um, here's another tip for you from at uh, Jillian E.K. Uh, Jillian said, let go and let Eddie. I don't know what I don't that know means. what that means either. <laughs> that is a bumper sticker. terrible advice. That is certainly a bumper sticker I'd put on my car, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even understand it, but I like it. <laughs> um, Richard Harris, the one Harris, he said, if things get dicey and you need time to regroup, direct any variation of this statement at Jesse. 
ham pork science. <laughs> we don't we don't need to go down that road again because the, the listeners have spoken. Right. We all know that ham and pork. What was it? That ham and pork. Ham, pork, bacon, it's all the same. <laughs> same thing. That's right. Again, we don't have to do this again, Eddie, but I don't want to have to explain I just where re- those meats come from. I just remember hearing you say that for the first time and just being like, how? It's exasperating trying to explain it. I know. It, it, it like, legitimately how, is. How could you possibly think? For listeners that are new, Jesse and I had a spirited conversation, and I'm sure someone will tweet where it was, about the fact that Jesse feels as though ham and pork are the same Eddie, thing. Eddie, we have to do this again? Because I, do I don't not, want to make you look foolish. I do not oh, feel they same are the same topic. I do not twice. feel they are the same thing. We defer They're on this. They're both cured pork products. <laughs> With different names and different properties, Aww, but different well, spellings. it doesn't matter. I just this care. does make me feel better. I actually have copious amount of notes. I've been taking notes for days, and this morning I was looking through, and like on the column of something, I wrote ham science, and I've been trying to figure out why. There you go. Now, now we know it. because All you right. were going to defend me from because you you actually have a background in science, right, Kiki? Yes, ma'am, sir. It's confusing. It's a girl's name. One mistake. It's, yeah. one. it's a girl's name. It's all right. it's so, all right. so, but but as as someone who has studied science, you can you can back me up here that on a molecular level, if I were to break down, Eddie, just listen. <laughs> okay. Again, we can do this if Sorry. you want, Eddie, because I've thought about it. If I was in a lab and I had the petri dishes and the microscopes and the equipment to break it down to molecules, would I not see the same thing in under in that little lens? I between, don't know. Between ham and pork. <laughs> the answer is I don't, I don't know. know. man. That's I think that's one of those questions science just can't answer. Yeah. There's really now, no way to experiment with it. I think we need to go on faith that. with this one. I'm, just, I'm not the scientist here, Kiki, but I would submit to you that science can answer that question. Uh, <laughs> Why do they taste different? Why do they have different names? Nailed it. I don't think they taste different. I don't know what kind of weird ham you're eating. I think <laughs> that's my question, too. <laughs> what, what, what are you eating that is called ham that tastes so dramatically, so dramatically different than pork? It was my fault. I should not have... Have, I should I'm not like, have baited it. Are we going to bring up every controversy that's been on the podcast so I can finally weigh in on all of them? I think like, so. I represent nice. the people. Are there, so any, finally... are there any that you would like to bring up? I mean, I just, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I just want to say, like, as the voice of the people, the people. as we go through this, if there is anything that you need settled, we would oh, be more than happy. Notes. I have notes. Oh, no, man, she's really... got, like, a whole notebook. Uh, you, re- you sound like Rush Limbaugh there, and you really did prepare, and that's Aww. really kind of you. I, I think know. that was the worst insult you could have given her. I know. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, here's, another, uh, here's another tip from <laughs> Kaylee underscore MCI. Kaylee says, maybe listen to at Edward or Eddie's first podcast and don't do what he did. Hashtag offend Asians. Yeah, that was not good. Keep yes. that, just keep that in and mind. Eddie, oh. Eddie said some very offensive things this first episode. And, and you should hear what we didn't keep it. I just thought, <laughs> what'll in, I thought, what'll endear me to people? Yeah. And I just had, like Kiki, I just had well, lists. Not Asians. I just yeah. had lists and lists of offensive things to right. say and just rattled through just them. Kept going. You should have oh. heard the ethnicities that, that he, he, also, he slandered that we were able to edit out. Yeah. So Jeff Walken, Walkland says, when Jesse reads his slice, start humming Nickelback tunes. Let's see what happens. <laughs> just, It'll get ugly. I, I recommend us not doing that. Just get a weird glaze in his eye and start shaking. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jordan Wiley said, might want to decide if you're in the order of the arrow or the order of the bow. Here oh. are your tweezers. The outlet is to your left. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you land? Where do I land on sticking things into electrical outlets? Well... I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in the name of science. That would also answer the question. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know that you heard, of course, about Order of the Bow, and of course that just asinine lunatic fringe that that went on for a while. But then Order of the Arrow, which is respectable 
and honoring. Well, as a girl, Eddie, I don't think I'm allowed in Order of the Arrow. Yeah, I think there's yeah, been yeah. a lot of court cases no, about this. No, you're totally right. No, you're yeah, Order of the Bow is inclusive. No, Eddie. I just I just want to say because your, tw- no, your Twitter's going to blow and, up. I'm in anything in between. There are women. Eddie, we'll take anyone who is willing to put tweezers into an outlet. Can you turn Jesse down for yeah. a second? There are women. There are women in Order of the Order Arrow. Order of the Bow is equal opportunity, and I really respect that about it. Also, I'm excited to see all. The electrician. There are women in Order of the Arrow, but they're not allowed to talk. They can only teach Sunday school. Yeah, and head coverings and the typical, but that's biblical. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> I think we've offended most people by now. Um, um, last tip from Aaliyah at Aaliyah Regier. Very, very simple tip. No profanity in the outro. I know. I you know, know what? I'm really glad you guys did that because I don't know if you know, not to call back to myself, but I'm going to call back to myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the first things, I think the first time the podcast ever tried to contact me, it was for a story where I had cussed while leading worship on stage. <laughs> and uh, so I was really glad that last week you guys just got all the profanity out of the let, way. Let, let, let's and, recount that story. Yeah, let's talk about that story. I want to hear oh, that. A, <laughs> Do you mind? You should go back to episode like 100. Was I on it? Oh, no, baby. No interest. <laughs> Next. <laughs> no, this this is this is when the show was pretty good, Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the golden era. Glory this is what yeah. they call the golden age before we jump the I, shark. I, Katie, I, Kiki, tell us the story. Okay, I mean, it was, it was really great. Uh, I used to go to this uh, vineyard church, and we I led worship, and one of my best friends was there. And we were warming up. Like, we were practicing. No one was in the church. And uh, you know when worship bands, or just bands, I guess, like, are kind of messing around. There's like, rah, rah, rah. so there's a ton of noise going on. And someone was like trying to hand me a piece of music and just wouldn't give it to me. And uh, right as she handed it to me, I, like snatched it from her. And I was like, I don't need an effing piece of paper. And wow. right before wow. I said that, it was, the, the, it was uh, an F-bomb. All the music went silent and oh. all the mics were hot. So what just like rang out over the church was <laughs> effing piece of music. There was just a record scratch no even record player around. <laughs> the height of it, the highlight of it though was like I was kicked off the worship team and I was pulled aside and told like out of yeah. the outpouring of the heart the mouth speaks oh. and it's a sign that like you know maybe you just shouldn't be doing this anymore and so yeah I was kicked off the worship team and it wasn't, no one was even there. Wow. Bible burst and everything. Yeah I know, I know. Did you tune while you uh, between songs and talk? Like tune and talk or did you just keep on plowing through? Oh, I didn't have an instrument then, so I just oh, did the suede. I do the eye suede. <laughs> Eddie, you know, you know what? You know what my favorite move is for a worship leader is Tell when me. he breaks a guitar string. Oh yeah. And oh, he yeah. he has to fill the time while he's changing the strings between songs. Totally. And he's like praying and and you know really <laughs> yeah. finding different ways to just you know yeah. he's not going to let that dead air while he's yeah because it, it's a process. And a lot of guitars to replace the string. We went to drastically different churches because the ones I were at, they just played through. They're like, "All right, we're just missing a whole chord, like yeah. whatever." No, my guy, my yeah, my guy would change it, but it was a it was a very long, dramatic. Like, if I just want to hear, I just want to hear people out saying different different names of God. Just right. let's do right. Let's spontaneous. Like that this moment is a Selah moment where <laughs> we need to hear names of God from all over the sanctuary. And please keep Selah. going. And he's like, he's opening the a little package with his teeth and winding it up. I'm still feeling it, guys. Looking at the tip, is that like a purple one? Is that the E or the yeah. A? I can't yeah. really tell. I, I can't. That was the longest Bible verse. Just shout, start shouting it out. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you were a good worship leader, you just would have put that Taylor guitar down and picked up the other Taylor guitar on stage and right. just yeah. kept going. You always have to have many, many, many Taylor, Taylor guitar. guitars on yeah. stage. Yeah. So. 
That's well, good. That's a good story, Kiki. I, th- I feel like there's a lot of stories like that that we're going to learn yeah. about Kiki throughout the recording of this podcast my mom, this week. When I told my mom about this, she did specifically say, like, don't tell this story or this story. Actually, don't even mention what, that story. Generally, like, like, which ones were she, like, what, she talking about? Uh, the terrible ones. Oh, oh. like the... Like, indeed, like, like the time I insulted a whole class of people in public. Oh. One of, cl- it's kind of cl- like Eddie. It's, cl- it's an Eddie story. I class. just did it. Wait, you know. when you say class, oh. you mean like oh. third grade? You mean like a social class <laughs> yeah, or grade, like a race? Because I'm going to side with your mom on that one. It's probably not a great one to tell. <laughs> <laughs> just insulting uh, small children. So, Kiki, uh, you got married. I did. Uh, yeah, you're so, no longer Kiki Pounds. Congratulations. Congrats. Thank you. How long have you been married now, Kiki? Depends. Oh, I see. <laughs> like what government statute you recognize? Um, uh, we got legally married before the service, so almost a year. Whoa. Oh. oh. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You got whoa. legally married before the service? Mm-hmm. Interesting. So yeah. what? why? Because it was like a date? Was it like 9-9 something or what was the deal? Uh, Insurance. Oh, rock and roll. So you were legally <laughs> married before the service, then you got married on the thanks service. Obama. So romantic. Yeah, thanks, Obama. Thanks, what? Obama. He messed up your anniversary. What, what can this... What? wrong can this president not do what do you celebrate <laughs> as your anniversary both oh wow. we, haven't, we haven't done it yet but i've kind of said both and it makes it really confusing like we didn't make the court one really public mm-hmm. so his his mom will be like you're gonna miss your anniversary and i was like no no, no we're about to hit our anniversary and she just right. looks at me and it's like never mind you're right okay. awesome yeah chad I like and i that. we're coming up on a year yep tax uh-huh. tax purposes <laughs> just insurance <laughs> Yep. Did you ever see? I now I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Yeah, there you they, go. they inspired a wacky Kevin James film. Yep. <laughs> yep. Kevin James, Adam Sandler, better known as Chad and Eddie. There you go. <laughs> so great. So, um, you know, typically right now, you know, I kind of roll into entertainment releases, but I'm not hosting the show, so I'm not gonna. I'm just. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> Before we get started. <laughs> oh, do you have another thing to do? I see. I do. I do feel like I want to point out this is a massive moment in my life like i might have children someday but they're not ever going to compare to this and (laughs) to really be frank like i have done everything i could to prepare i haven't called my husband by his name in days i just call him either like tyler or eddie or jesse because i wanted to make sure we had the banter down and like you're nailing it so far that's that's a really smart way to do you really are genuinely kiki you're doing a very good job it's also so. also I think you we're not that good. So like you're very good at what you do. Like like it may be like You're making you, us look bad is what Eddie's trying to no, say. No, but I mean like I really did prep for this. Part of it I, I don't know if it's talent natural talent, um, just like my natural beauty. Mm. But uh, I did listen to hours, like just hours of podcasts, nonstop streaming podcasts and uh, I did pick up on something and I, I wanna address it right now. Yeah. And I feel like we need to get it out of the way. But uh when Cameron first announced that he would be in Syria this week, there were some kind of like subtle undertones that like suggested that maybe someone on the podcast might finally like really get their chance to push the podcast in the direction that they've always wanted and I, probably the direction the podcast needs. I know where you're and, getting uh, Which is just a two hour one-on-one love fest with, with Kevin, Kevin Max. Max. <laughs> and... Uh, I caught that too. Hey, I want to tell you if Kevin Max is about to be on the phone, I need I need five <laughs> seconds to prep myself to not cry. I just no, need five I mean, seconds. but that's just it. I, I I took that away. Like I stole your thunder, Eddie. You did. I, it was you really did, subtle, and I don't, I don't even know if anyone else noticed, but I could just feel your heart that you wanted a chance to host, and <laughs> I uh, I want to 
so I want to apologize to you, Eddie. I feel like I need to take this moment and not just apologize to you, but I also need to apologize to the listeners mm, for yeah. stealing Max time away from them. Mm. And then I need to apologize to Kevin Max for stealing Eddie time away from them. Yeah. They're just apologies like all around. Well, you on, on behalf of Kevin Max, who I believe I can speak for, <laughs> and on behalf of me, who I can definitely speak for, uh, we forgive you. Um, and you. I am certain that we w- he will be on the show next week. Oh. I mean, I'm sure we'll... <laughs> Or we'll do some sort of like other podcast where it's just like the Eddie and Kevin hour, but it's like, but it's like really fun because it's like every week and we're just it's hanging like two out best and... friends that just never happen to meet. You know, <laughs> it's, it's so weird. Like the two people that would never, one of them has a restraining order against the other one. Yeah, and then it's like it'll be just like it's like a really fun thing because like he'll do a part from a DC Talk song and I'm just like you'll do it top. I'm like lower third, uh-huh. right underneath it, just nailing it. So. Kiki, that was really sweet of you. I appreciate uh, you making amends. I gotta say, I just wanted to address the elephant in the room. If, yeah, I really felt like that was that was very. If, if I had if I had to choose, and I'm just gonna be this is between us girls right now. If I had to really choose, I would still choose you. But please don't tell Kevin because he's. Like, but, but let me ask you this, Eddie: Is that because of the court order that that restricts you from making <laughs> that is, any sort of contact with him? That is mostly because I want to see my girls grow up, and <laughs> I don't I don't want to be in a winter you park jail. You don't want to go down that road again, is what you're saying? Right. Like we all make mistakes sometimes. We just need the. Some people got to learn need, the hard way. We need the sheet music, and we just got to curse at a sweet church working lady. Sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. we got to do what we got to do. <laughs> yep. and, and probation is easily revoked. That's all he said. <laughs> right. So, I, that was Aww. sweet of you, Keith. All right. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talk to Roma Downey, known for her role on Touched by an Angel and the Bible miniseries. And after that, Tyler talks to hip hop artist Derek Minor, which should be excellent. Excellent. It's going to be a great show. That was great. Nailed it. Well done. I was so excited two for to hear two. who I was going to be talking to. <laughs> a hip-hop artist. <laughs> I really have made notes of everything Cameron says because he kind of repeats himself. I feel like I need to hit those points. I don't think it's repetitive. I think it's liturgical, I think is the way for us to say it. <laughs> Almost a sacrament. Yeah, real, real close. Well, it does sound like a lovely show, yeah, Kiki. Thanks great. for informing us. Yeah. Can't, wait. can't wait to stick around. Just edit that in where it's supposed to go. I'm just going to like... You things that need to be on the show, and you can put them where you they need to go. I love chat. it. Yeah, this whole thing is. I love it. Yeah, you broke it in right when the talk about Kevin Max was getting weird. Yeah, <laughs> you had a feeling. Hey, which is usually in the forty-five second range. <laughs> right, right. As I'm about to fall off the ledge of regret, usually Cameron will say, "Entertainment releases." <laughs> All right, it's time for entertainment releases. <laughs> for, the, for the love of God, let's do slices. Anything. <laughs> entertainment releases. Give it to us. Yeah, you got entertainment it. Entertainment releases. Music coming out on Tuesday, March thirty-first. We have. Death Cab for Cutie with Kintsugi. All right, that's happening. Yeah. If you really want to, if you really want to carry the torch, you got to have some sort of pun about Death Cab for Cutie's name ready to go. Yeah, dude, I I'm a little sleep deprived. I tried, like I looked at it. You Death really you say sleep deprived? Were you up because of this? Oh yeah. Oh, no, yeah. you were not. I was making notes. Where do you think these notes came from? Okay, listen. Pro <laughs> pro tip from us. Next time you are on the show. To prepare nothing. I found my slice 19 seconds before you started the show. I'm going to read it cold. It, that's what. That's how I make the magic. That's and that's I, if, I, if I can say, if I can give okay. one piece of advice for podcast longevity, it's this. Yeah. Lack of preparation. Lack of, you, you actually told me that early in the show. You're like, I just played fast and loose, buddy. You're going to be fine. I forget what day it is a lot of times. Like, We're recording today? I'm going to get a clean shirt. All right. All right. All right. Also coming out, also coming out, we have a small-time indie artist called Ringo Starr. Oh. <laughs> out with uh, postcards for Paradise. Ringo Starr, you say? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is I mean, it spelled I, out no, last I don't think that's a real name. Is it just a drum track? 
just forty-five <laughs> minutes of uh, of, of average boom. of below of average boom. to below average drumming, okay. hard drumming. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get tweets on that. People love Ringo Starr's drumming. Yeah. They think, oh yeah, yeah. Pete, Pete Best is listening right now, and he's like, yeah, yeah, finally, yeah. <laughs> finally. Also coming out, we have NF with Mansion, and finally, finally coming out, we have Sushan Stevens with Carrie and Lowell, <laughs> yes. that that? which is my favorite state. I'm really glad he's finally. Finishing the states. Stuff Jan is one of the great. One of the greats. <laughs> it was. I listened to the album. It is certainly very uh, much like him, isn't Stuff it? Johnny. <laughs> okay, Stuff I keep Johnny. laughing. I think <laughs> it's it's it. it's Sufjan. Oh. No, you don't need to feel bad about that. Why but is, I just I, I don't know. I feel like America. the pronunciation there's is still an F on the and a J. Though. They both need to pronounce all the preparation. The couldn't even pronounce his name. Right. But there's no I in it, like it sounds. So Sufjan. we should just we should commit to Sufjan because if he doesn't know how to spell his own name, we're not going to know how to pronounce it. Sufjan Stevens is coming out with a new album. <laughs> Sorry, Kiki. You, I tried Eddie to hold it together. Seems like a nice guy, doesn't he? Kiki? That, she said that right before we started the show. Sufjan Stefans. Doesn't he come across as like this really nice guy? <laughs> Just the man of the people, and then yeah. you realize he's not all a good sudden, person. All the fans yeah. are all teddy bear this and big cat that. Then you get in here, and he's just a velociraptor. <laughs> big, the balls come out on big cat. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't take long. <laughs> I'm really into the new album. I think it's real. I think it's a really pretty album. It Don't is, you guys it's, like it's it? It's beautiful. I think I it's think really pretty. good. It is kind of a, a, a throwback to his original sort of style. Mm-hmm. And it's a meaningful album because it deals with it's him dealing with the death of his mom. Hmm. Um, so there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of personal personal lyrics on the album. I I like it though. I thought it was and and there's a song from it on the new relevant collection, right, Chad? There absolutely is. Yep. Good old stuff. Jan was was nice enough to give us irrelevant a a track. As a listener of this podcast, (laughs) you should know you you barely mispronounce one name, and they never let you hear the end. I feel like there are multiple pronunciations. Like I feel like it was introduced to me as Sifjan. I feel feel like that's fair. I I think I I agree with that. Right, because Jesse first heard it as as uh, Wiz Khalifa. Like, and (laughs) he can't be he can't be blamed for not knowing the King's English. Like it's not his problem, right? I believe in pronouncing every letter and every word. And if you have a letter you don't want, don't add it. Thank you. <laughs> Leave it out. Nailed I'm it. with you, Kiki. Thank you. Thank- I'm glad someone here agrees with me. Yes, I'm in total agreement on that. Bad one. That doesn't mean we're going to let you forget. <laughs> All right, movie releases. Hey, let's move on to movie releases oh. where I can pronounce everything. Coming out on Friday, April third, we have the classic with Vin Diesel. Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Jason Statham, we have Furious 7. Yes. <laughs> How good is that going to be? It's not even fast anymore. They get rid of the fast. It's just Furious. It's just Furious. Yeah, it's just pure fury. I love it. We have uh, Woman in Gold starring Ryan Reynolds, Helen Mirren, and Katie Holmes. Uh, we also have Cut Bank starring Billy Bob Thornton Ugh. and Leanne Hems. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're nailing it. Keep going. Yep. You just got a power, power now. Right, through. You, you can see the we finish line. We have Cut Bank starring Billy Bob Thornton, Liam, Liam Hemsworth, and John Malkovich. Nice. There you go. And nice. last but not least, Last Nights starring Clive Owen and Morgan Freeman. Nailed it. Is oh. there anything in that whole Nailed it. whole group that seems exciting to anyone? I'm not being cynical. Furious, like I mean, Furious 7. Oh, I Furious. went. Can, yeah, Cameron and I went and saw uh, Furious 6 or Fast and Furious 6, whatever it was called. And I have never seen people yeah. stand. We went on opening night. I've never seen a group of people stand and start cheering during the opening credits. 
Oh, but, but during that movie, the crowd that was there was yeah. absolutely nuts. Yeah. I have to be honest, I love The Rock. Jane, Dwayne yeah. Rock Johnson is my favorite. I will pretty much see anything he's Yeah, he's in. cool. He seems great. You gotta get him on the podcast. Absolutely. Can I have him if Eddie gets Kevin Max? Yeah, there you go. that's a fair trade. If I get Kevin Max, then <laughs> you, you can have Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah, the only other enthusiasm for a movie that I've heard that, that would match your experience there is a buddy that went to Snakes on a Plane opening <laughs> night. <laughs> and when Samuel L. Jackson uttered the now famous lines uh-huh. uh, that, that, that involve a word that I won't say. But yeah, that, 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 yeah, that only that worship I, leaders would say I'll on leave, stage. Yeah, only, only worship leaders before the service starts can say. Right. Uh, but he was expressing his exasperation with how many snakes were on the plane. Someone took off their shirt and began swinging around their head, running up and down the aisle. Awesome, awesome. But are we out, are we out of the like uh, post Oscar funk, right? Where it's like they just like it was like the dump pile of terrible movies. Or are we like yeah? Are we back to trusting summer's, movies? Summer's coming. Oh, that's yeah, right. So we haven't. We're not quite. Summer there yet. is coming. I, I can't wait. We're just gonna. I'm just gonna watch. I'm gonna be there opening night for Avengers too. Don't doubt it. No, yeah. I know you will, I will be. Stay up late. Who are you gonna be dressed up as, Tyler? You know, I, I've had, I'm working on a, a costume that's kind of my own creation. I'm pretty proud of it. It's sort of an amalgamation of all the different Avengers. Oh, Can you name the different Avengers? Can Don't I name get him started. I just Ronnie. Really have a quiet time, Kiki. Yeah. Ronnie, Donnie. Yeah. Danny, Donnie, Joe, Jordan, John. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious what this that's amalgamation would look like. Can you can you tell me which characters are going to be in this amalgamation? Well, I, I could tell you, but I'd rather show you guys a little closer to the actual date. <laughs> yeah. You got a lot of, you're doing a lot of costuming. Actually, in. I could use some science help because I can't get the, the Iron Man flying mechanism to work quite right. Yeah. So, if I could send you over some blueprints later today and you could just give me some feedback, that'd be really helpful. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to spitball right here. I think probably what you're missing is billions of dollars. That's, yeah. Have you, do you have billions of dollars? Losers say can't. <laughs> Losers blame the money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a loser. I am not a loser. I will tell you what I told everyone else who makes fun of me for making this hodgepodge Avengers costume. Now you sound just like my wife. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, I just millions of dollars would probably make solve a lot of problems in your life, Tyler. <laughs> the chief one being my lack of an Iron Man costume. <laughs> Number one. But yeah, other problems. <laughs> Number two, my lack of millions of dollars. It <laughs> All right, that'll do it for your entertainment releases, your Kiki update. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, stay tuned. Coming up next, Lices. Portions of this week's podcast are sponsored by World Vision. Together with churches and people like you, World Vision is addressing some of the greatest needs around the world today, like the refugee crisis in the Middle East and solving the global water crisis. World Vision believes God is calling us to the world's hardest places in this time of unprecedented need. You and your church can join with World Vision in the margins, bringing justice and hope to those suffering around the world. To learn more, visit worldvision.org. News with Dead Inside from their upcoming album, Drones. 
At the beginning of the podcast, you heard an American classic, Blue Oyster Cult, with Don't Fear the Reaper. It's a really great choice. <laughs> what? So, somebody in the office this week said, hey, you should start the podcast with uh, Don't Fear the Reaper this week. And I said, that's just a great, because? That's a great idea. Really, just, just because. The cowbell. <laughs> I'm really sad you didn't go with my suggestion of just having a solid Beyonce-themed oh, podcast. That would have been good. A little drunken love to start the show. Tyler suggested that before, and I think it was shot down. <laughs> okay, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? <laughs> all right, well, this is a, a, a story that it actually happened a few... I, I know a lot of people get all of their news from the relevant podcast, so I apologize that we didn't bring this earlier because I know it's been the talk of the nation for a few weeks. Um, it, it really is an intersection of politics, uh, religion, and, and, and social issues. Um, and, and Tyler, I know you have a lot of thoughts about this. We've, we've talked about it before. Oh, I, I'm on pins and needles. Uh, so a, a, a few weeks, well, we've seen recently, it's not safe to pray uh, in, in public schools, evidently. The attack on our religious life is happening everywhere. Oh, this is not uh, don't In, in courtrooms, in, in schools, and now there's another place where it's just not – the courts have decided it's just not safe to pray. Does anyone have any idea where this is? It's McDonald's. In Florida. It's Apple, Applebee's I, restaurants. I no. Applebee's restaurants? If, that is if you order a sizzling hot platter of fajitas. Uh, what happened is a <laughs> resident of New Jersey ordered fajitas. He bowed his head to pray of over the course. fajitas after of they came. Of course. Uh, he bowed his head over the fajitas. The hot grease – Splash on his face. He claims that this the fajita juice burned him pretty badly. So obviously he would do what any praying American did. He took this to court. Yeah, <laughs> and he he was going to God bless sue America. It's the best. <laughs> he decided that you know that a sizzling hot plate of fajitas should not impede his right to pray over his meal. Woo! Uh, which by splashing hot juice in his eye did in fact that. Uh, 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 some. You know, Holly Weird, uh, liberal media watching <laughs> judge decided. Got your media here. <laughs> decided that Applebee's isn't liable. That there should be no expectation that if you bow oh. your head, whether you're praying, you're praying or not, over a hot plate of fajitas, that you wouldn't be burned. I see this as an attack on basic religious liberties. I don't yeah. know about you guys. Well, every just every word in this phrase. <laughs> Man tries to sue Applebee's right. because he prayed over sizzling hot fajitas. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> ludicrous, ludicrous. Okay, it's a perfect story. Well, this does make me think I've been praying over my food wrong because I've never. I didn't think you had to bow your face that's really fully over. That's, Do you have to smell the food as you're praying for it to make sure the prayer counts? His, was his issue that they should have warned him to not pray or right. to not bow his head so low? Like, where, what's the basis of the lawsuit? I'm not I, sure. The basis I, of the lawsuit is that is that he should that the waitress admitted in court. Okay, so you tell me if there's not a bias against prayer here. The waitress did not warn him not to bow his head over it. Mm-hmm. Well, that is by her own admission. Can I say this though? I would yes. like to come to finally the defense of fajitas. I or maybe of Applebee's. Do they need to be defended? Well, they do now. Here's what I don't understand: Why in the world are fajitas cooking when they come out? Nothing else is cooking. Like every. Like why can't they just? Why can't they just dump it on a cool plate? Is what you're saying? Why, why don't they just cook it up in the back? It's the razzle dazzle that Applebee's brings to you. But I mean, this is the this is the thing that fajitas come cooking, and it's like nothing. Everything else is just hot and fine. Why does this have to be cooking? Because if he had ordered quesadillas, like they're warm, but maybe when his nose touches it, he's like, whoop, 
Back it up a little bit. But he's not like he scalding. So low that his nose is actually. When's the last time you ordered a cheeseburger and they brought out a hibachi grill and placed it onto your table? That is really can crazy. I, can I ask you guys, who who among us here, do any of us at a restaurant especially actually pray before they eat? I, at this point, our girls really like to pray, but it's more like uh, just a real long, dear God, I pray that uh, my mashed potatoes <laughs> feel good. I pray that macaroni and cheese feels good. Like it's everything just feels good. And then it's just like that no one's horrifically burned during this prayer. Right. And if they are that this country will let me exercise my right to sue. Yeah, we all stand up and hold hands and Ed, just do Eddie, rotations yeah. around the table. Eddie leads a song beforehand. Yeah. And it's really convenient because when you break the string, like you're already yeah. kind of in that prayerful <laughs> mode. We're already in a place and you I'm just, just changing change strings out. and I just toss it over to Lucy. Lucy, just take us for a few minutes around yeah. the table. Eddie will first dip his head into a boiling hot bowl of soup. <laughs> right. Which is not food. We've talked about this before, too. Uh, um, <laughs> that's an old conversation. So do you not have to pray over soup? No, it's not soup. You don't have to pray over a drink either. So you're not thankful for it? What about appetizers? Is that what you're saying? No, you're not, oh, you that definitely. Over appetizers. Listen, what, about, what about the bread that comes nobody out? Prays over, nobody prays over salads. How big does the salad have to be before you pray over it? Well, it's got to be, be an entree. It's your entree. You pray over yeah. an entree. And only yeah. an entree. You're actually not allowed to pray over anything other than an entree. If you pray over a salad or the bread or the appies, like you've got a problem. Then you are a Pharisee. Listen to prayers over appetizers. You're just going in there for the salad and breadsticks. Ooh, just the salad and breadsticks. You what do you do? Them? That's your and whole don't, meal. Don't bring God yeah. into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're just, that is a good question. I think that what you have to define what is your main food thing there. Like if you're going to a place and you're going for like if you just go for dessert, like two for one appies, right? Right. <laughs> right. right. Applebee's. At some point, you got to hop in and pray for those. You know, oh man, what about a coffee show shop? One, show me one answered prayer that happened while the prayer was over an appetizer. Have you ever <laughs> tasted a potato skin that has been prayed over? 100% better. I, I don't have like a lot of case studies, but yeah, I just feel this is true in my bones. Mm -hmm. Well, I was a pastor and it is true. <laughs> we have two ordained gentlemen on the podcast right now and they're yeah. disagreeing about potato skins and prayer. It, 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 it's an issue that's divided the church. Yeah, Kiki, are you ordained? Feels like you would I, be. I was accepted into seminary twice and I it down. Oh, what seminary? Why not? Yale. Yale. God wow. almighty, are you smarter than us? Well, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing on this podcast? I don't know, man. Why do you? Why, why did I turn it down? Like, every now and then I look around at Kansas, like, man, I turned down Yale. This is a liability in your career. I'd bury this one pretty deep in the resume. <laughs> <laughs> no, top line, Kiki, maybe pounds. Relevant <laughs> podcast, one time host. But 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 yeah. So I, I just felt like I needed to warn people not just that praying over fajitas is dangerous, but it's actually an impediment on your religious rights if you want to sue because you get burned by them. So, <laughs> All right, uh, Tyler, what do you have for us? Yeah, well, I actually have a, a story a bit similar to Jesse's in that it involves bureaucracy run amok. Okay. Um, and this one takes place in where would, you, where would you think bureaucracy would be a run amok in New York City, Nailed of course. It. This one veers a little bit back and forth between between uh, uh, funny and a bit traumatic. So you guys let me know if I'm veering too far one direction or the other, because uh, I don't want to lose the kind of fun tone we're having with this <laughs> podcast so far. Uh, it involves a woman named Camilla Brock. Camilla was pulled over uh, by the New York Police Department. Uh, for some reason, they thought they thought that she was high. She was driving while high. A didn't know that was an offense, but or how you know somebody is driving high. Maybe they're just singing Bob Marley out the window while they're driving. In any case, they did pull her over. Um, they did not find any any drugs in the car. 
But they did say that she was a quote emotionally disturbed person, and uh, and they and they decided to take her. They said they took her to a hospital psych ward because oh, of how I... emotional and, and disturbed she was being. And they took issue with two things that she kept on saying over. The first one was that she worked at a bank, which they did not believe. The second one, um, but it was the true. Statement she made that they did not believe was that. Uh, and I'm not even sure how this came out in the conversation, but she's claimed that Barack Obama followed her on Twitter, mm-hmm. a statement that they found so outlandish, they decided to have her committed to a psych ward for eight whole days. Oh, my goodness. Uh, where she was doped up. Now, of course, I, I would assume you guys know this, but I would guess at least some of us here are followed by Barack Obama's official Twitter account, right? Yep. No. You're not? So no. Mac Powell follows you, but Obama doesn't. He follows back on almost every. I, I think. I mean, it's not run by. It's not even run by the White House. Evidently, right. it's a. Uh, it's a totally independent yeah, it's Twitter. Kind of like Ted, TedCruz.com. No need to rub it in. <laughs> like Ted, it's like having TedCruz.com. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and and he did, in fact, follow her on Twitter, and she did, in fact, work for a bank. Both of these things were very easily verifiable according to her social media account, but neither of them were enough to get her removed from the psych ward. Where she had to be for eight days before she was before she was taken out, and now she is of course trying to trying to sue the police for for neglect, uh, and they're asking she's asking them to pay her thirteen thousand dollar medical bill that she had after wow. spending eight days there. Bummer. My question: I have three questions about this, and I could okay. use any and all opinions on this. The first one is, um, why? At what point in the conversation with the police when you're pulled over? Do you bring up that Barack Obama follows you on Twitter? <laughs> Immediately. That's the first thing. They say license and registration. Yeah. I, I go like this. Officer, officer, yeah. I'm not trying to make you look bad here. I just want to let you know yeah. the president follows me on Twitter. Yeah. Do you still want to see my license and registration, or I, can I just be on my way? I'm just not a person you want <laughs> to tangle with. I love Twitter. With. I'm a great – everybody knows that I, my Twitter game is – it's on point. It's on point. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. It's always really good. It's great, Kiki. It is. <laughs> and yet, never once have I used it in, a, in, in any sort of conversation with the police. <laughs> How often do you have conversations with the police, Tyler? Yes, it's, I've never, like, officially on paper been arrested, but if I have... Yeah. I, I barely... Mean, I, barely I don't be- think I'd lead with the president yeah. following me on Twitter. Nor yeah. do I believe you, Kiki. You have never been arrested... This just feels like well within the scope of your life. You've not even been a little bit arrested. I'm legally not allowed to answer that question. <laughs> we have hit a we've hit a brick wall. <laughs> Proceed, Tyler. <laughs> now, Tyler, let me ask you this. Let's say you you are pulled over or for or whatever. The cops are interrogating you, Tyler Huckabee. Okay, right. and and they, whatever they're going to take you into custody, but they say. You know, give us one good reason why we shouldn't. <laughs> Based on who follows you on Twitter, who would you say? Oh, that's a great question. Now, the cops would be like, okay, okay, let him go, boys. Let him go. <laughs> well, well, Barack Obama does follow me on Twitter, but that's not a, evidently. Enough. That's not gonna, that doesn't yeah, do doesn't me work. any good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I haven't, like, got, I haven't like combed through my followers to find out. I have a lot. Of, I have some verified journalists. I know that. Really boring. What a life you yeah, lead. Uh, yeah, that's not all that interesting. Do you have Michelle I say, Norris? You know what? I've been. Re- I've, I don't know about followed, but I've been retweeted by some. Some of the biggest names on Twitter have have retweeted me in the past. But um, for example, you, you've got you've got Grizzin.com, Thirty Rock. Nice. Do they share a Twitter account? <laughs> they, they share. They did. This was <laughs> back in you know. This was a while ago, but still, yeah. I'll take it. It's good. Um, you've got Amy Mann. That was a big one. Oh, wow. wow. People, people love Amy Mann. I love Amy Mann. Yeah. She, she definitely gave me a retweet one time. Uh, Kevin Max. 
has retweeted me. Get him off the show. Should have dropped that <laughs> Get him yeah. off the show. Yeah. You all right, Eddie? That I'm not Max. okay. Eddie, you yeah, okay? I'm pretty sure he follows me, too. Probably really <laughs> likes me. What I dropped, Kevin Max. Yeah, he yeah. loves Assuming my... Assuming that Eddie was the police officer. <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, sir, you are a hero. You, you get like, on down the road, yeah, boy. Yeah, you're like, sir, I don't know where you're going, but I'm coming with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, that plunging V... You go on. <laughs> Jesse, Jesse, you picked up a lot of Twitter followers in the Nickelback thing. Did you get anybody notable? Uh, you know, I I don't really keep up with my Twitter account very <laughs> well. It's possible. I did pick up a lot of followers for, uh, during that uh, little escapade. Uh, hopefully most of them have stuck around should I decide to get up back on there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got tweeted by some random people, like some somewhat, I guess, notable media outlets because they thought the story was funny. But the the one I was most proud of, I was wearing a Washington Nationals hat during the the one of the in one of the photos and there is a uh I can't remember the tweet it's a, like a Nationals fan Twitter uh, account awesome. that picked up the picture and retweeted it and that was like the highlight of it for That's me. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> that a Washington Nationals fan account picked it up. I think it got a hashtag natitude which is kind of the Nationals. I'm a Nationals fan. That's kind of a thing. You, you got know? a lot of natitude. Yeah. 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 I, I ignite my natitude. That's what we say. I was a Nats fan. <laughs> my other question, and then we can move on from this, but I am interested in this. The other question is, what cop hears after? So let's assume the, the interaction happens. Well, Barack Obama follows me on Twitter, and the cop says, not only no, he doesn't, not only <laughs> I'm not even going to check, but you are an insane person, and I'm throwing said, you. His response to that is alert the psych ward. <laughs> Call. They they took her down, and nobody will listen to. You. It's like that. It's like in the bad movies where they're saying like, "I swear, like I have a family somewhere," or it's something that's really dramatic. But instead, it's about Twitter. To, to the police officer's offense, to the police officer's defense, I am guessing that she wasn't just like, "Hey, I totally understand why you pulled me over." Uh, just a couple quick facts that you should know: uh, Barack Ooh. Obama is following me. Like, I gotta feel like <laughs> yeah. maybe maybe she had a little down. a little toot. Yeah, right. Yeah, she was probably. If this came up in conversation, we can assume the co- we can assume the conversation was heated and perhaps spirited in a way that that was a bit yeah. difficult to follow. I think the but, cop was just jealous. I mean, he didn't even realize Barack Obama could follow people on Twitter, and then he found out. He just thought, I was like, this this woman? Yeah. No. Totes. No. Yeah, just, totes. It's impossible. <laughs> he, he's in denial and just locked her away. Yeah, I think that's, that's exactly what happened. I know we have some law enforcement people who follow who listen to the podcast here. I would appreciate knowing uh, from their perspective what if this counts as a psych ward admissible offense, because I will say anybody follows me on Twitter to please who ask. Did they ever verify if she was, in fact, uh, under the influence of any substance while operating the motor vehicle? Uh, all I can find is that the police did not find any drugs in the car. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about her system itself. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think one of the side effects of weed is claiming that you're followed on Twitter by, <laughs> by verified figures. I'm no drug expert. <laughs> well, that also makes me wonder which which celebrity would have gotten her off. Like, if Obama won't do it, like, is there a celebrity I that, right. that would have? Yeah. 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 Probably Taylor Swift. Yeah, The Rock. <laughs> Taylor Swift, The Rock. The Rock. The Rock would be pretty cool if you followed you on Twitter. Or police type people, more like police figures. Mark Wahlberg. Oh, cool. oh yeah. yeah, Mark Wahlberg would have been really. Please good. send me yeah. all your thoughts on which Twitter follower would get me out of any offense that I might commit at at, at Tyler Huckabee on Twitter, 
I'll look it is them. urgent. <laughs> just saying, ASAP. Please shut the door right now. If you just do this right, right now. Yeah, the police are literally knocking down my door yeah. at the moment. <laughs> Who can I say that follows me on Twitter that will get me off what I've done? <laughs> I need answers, people. This is my Hail Mary. Uh, all right, uh, Eddie, what do you have? Nice. Well done. Um, okay, so in T in T Swizzle news, Taylor Swift for you non millennials. Um, so uh, there is a Tumblr exchange with a uh, Taylor Swift fan who was studying for the SATs and she stumbled upon a grammar question. So the Princeton Review, you know, puts out these SAT prep books and, um, uh, and it said, the, the, uh, the Princeton Review said, pop lyrics are a great source of bad grammar. And the prep, the Princeton Review prep book said, um, and it was like, spot the error in these lyrics. And it said, somebody tells you they love you, you got to believe them. Apparently from Taylor Swift's uh, song, don't any of you know it? Shake it off. Yes, but I want to hear you sing it. No, I don't want to sing. I want to hear you sing it. You have the voice. I want to hear. I, I. If only we had two classically trained sopranos. I, I actually don't know the, the melody to it. So it's a song fifteen, right? It's, okay, great. I guess. Right. <laughs> I guess cool. Right, right. Man, so. Next thing I'll talk about is so. Um, so the lyric is actually somebody tells you they love you. You're gonna believe them which is actually correct. So the Princeton yeah. Review goes on and basically says Taylor Swift's grammar was wrong in this song, and they're just making a little quip. Well, this student was a Taylor Swift fan and uh, put it out on Tumblr, and Taylor Swift, because she's a little bit awesome like this, um, she a got... A little bit? I do think she is really good, or her team. No, so do I, yeah, I'm saying more than a little, Eddie. That would be someone. Uh, you know, Taylor Swift follows Absolutely. me. Right? I think it would get you deal. out of a ticket. You shake it off. Um, yeah, so it says... <laughs> Uh, so Taylor Swift then tweeted, you had one job, test people, one job. <laughs> and then she ha added this hashtag, accuse me of anything, but do a uh, hashtag, accuse me of anything, but do not attack my grammar. And so Taylor Swift had the last word and the Princeton Review was wrong. Once again, proving that T-Swizzle is the best. Wow. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. A very easy thing to get right on the Princeton Review's it part. You really think so. Really they does. have all of the resources of the Princeton Review at yeah. their fingertips. <laughs> it kind of feels like even maybe just a cursory search. Like, I bet they posted the lyrics somewhere. Did they, did they find the lyrics, or did they just think they knew the lyrics? I think that's it. Somebody who was writing the Princeton Review just said, like, just... Had the song stuck in their head. It was right. just like, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, yeah. put it up wrong. So Taylor Swift had the last word. There you go. There it is. <laughs> Kiki, do you have a slice? No. You don't have a slice for us today. Anyway, oh, you do. I was gonna say, man. <laughs> the whole reason I'm here. Oh, that's right. I did have my first slice was edited or censored. Well, it was it was too hot for TV. It happens to the best of us. It was. So I went with my second favorite just because I like the uh, the headline and the subtitle. So the headline is Pope has to be protected from overzealous nuns. <laughs> Typical. And uh, <laughs> the the subtitle is They are going to eat him. Shouted a cardinal. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> what, what? What publication was this at? You know, the Onion is like uh, funny news. Uh, no, 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 this is real. The Pope is in Naples this week. He traveled really far away from Rome and went down to Naples. South and has had just a ton of adventures. Apparently, someone baked him a pizza with his name on it and ran out into the street to give it to him. And he took it. And uh, then later, he was giving a, giving a talk... Uh, Giving a church, having a church time. <laughs> I think that's how you say it. I think the Pope was, was having a church time. Uh, yeah. He was having a church, and uh, there are some cloistered nuns that aren't allowed to see people, but they were allowed to see the Pope, and they rushed 
the stage, which is what I think they call it in a Catholic church, and and mobbed him, like went to touch him and tried to give him things. So they the nuns had to be pulled off the pope. I just, if you're not allowed to see people, wouldn't you just kind of rush at the first face you saw be the pope or anybody else? Yeah, Did no, they know I mean, that he was the pope? <laughs> they were just excited to see him. Or did you think a guy like showed Kimmy up? Schmidt, all of them. <laughs> right. Do you know? Do you know, Kiki? When you say not allowed to see people, are they in like a? Is this a a like a certain type of monster that does not go out? Yeah, they're cloistered nuns, so they're not. This was apparently just a special event. Otherwise, if they see people, there has to be like a, a partition between them and the outside world. Huh. Yeah. But they like attack the pope. But yeah, but no, and this is also why. Like, I think the partition is to keep the pope safe. I wonder just if at they, all times you wonder, don't know when cloistered nuns are going to mob you. <laughs> I wonder if they ever get sick. Those cloistered nuns, right? I mean, I'm curious, like, you don't you don't have any access to germs that way. If you're never around people or when you are, you're like, oh, I wonder if they got really sick. Yeah, like, one of them gets they, really sick. This it's, is probably a side item thing, but you got to wonder, like, what it's like never being around people. You'd never get sick. They're it, around other nuns. <laughs> the places yeah. your mind yeah, goes. But the other nuns are all like, they're all just in the Petri dish together. So whatever they've dealt <laughs> with, they've Eddie, dealt with. Eddie, I don't I don't want to I don't want to cut you <laughs> off here. Yeah. <laughs> But referring to like like a place of worship where people dedicate their lives to, to prayer ministry as a petri dish. Right, I was speaking may pure, not sit well with all of our Catholic friends. I was speaking. I was speaking bacterially. They of are. They, some of them right. didn't even didn't appreciate the Martin Luther insults. Right, right. And now, now I'm just saying that when there's a first like a first new nun comes in, they all just there's a wave. They sterilize her. I think. Right. I think part of the process they completely sterilize you like at the beginning of the andromeda strain right, right weird exactly no or like after old after the old apollo launches you would just sit and just wait because the moon may have some sort of weird thing right mm. like so that's i mean i don't know i've never <laughs> they, they call sure it prayer and fasting study. but really it's just a sterilization it, process. it is because like i heard they don't have rabies in hawaii because of this or something like that because like no animals get <laughs> I feel like we are treading on thin ice. <laughs> Why is it rabies thin ice? I, but I feel like they I've don't have for quite some time. <laughs> I don't think they have rabies in Hawaii because they really guard all the animals that come in and out. And how would it get there? But they, that, also, they do have a leprosy colony in Hawaii. Bingo. So they do have a leprosy you colony. You only get one really bad disease. Yeah, it's the last remaining leprosy colony in the world. That's wow. Right. That's really something. I didn't know that. Do you think on The Walking Dead it made it to Hawaii? Now that is rude. Good question. It's rude. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, yeah. like, how would it get, like, on a boat? Do you think like they a TV see show? It? I think I think they have satellite. No, you mean like actual? Oh no, 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 not, not the actual programming itself. I'm talking about like <laughs> in the plot of the show. <laughs> Hawaii is so cut off that they can't even see television shows on AMC. <laughs> but they don't have rabies, so they don't mind. No, no. What, what I'm saying is that, like, if there was a zombie outbreak, would Hawaii would it would it get to Hawaii? How would the zombies get there? I think I think zombies can definitely like walk across the bottom of the ocean, right? We see that in a in one of the <laughs> the, the, the George Pirates Romero. Of the Caribbean. Uh, maybe I'm oh, thinking of ghost pirates. No, no, I she's right. Those two she's confused. right. It's Pirates of the Caribbean, but it's the same species. Like they can, it's they're interchangeable. Seems yeah. pretty similar. From what Why I wouldn't understand. they be able to walk across the bottom? They don't have to breathe, right? Yeah. So did they peel these nuns off the Pope? Like, did, it, did was he okay, or is it just... Uh, the look in the picture, actually, the picture's kind of terrifying. Um, he <laughs> looks like he's trying to get away in his chair, and they're just yanking on him. The Cardinal told them all to calm down. 
Wow. Uh, sit down, ladies. I respect him. I mean, yeah. It's like Beatlemania. I mean, he's he a cool pope. Maybe yeah, they've just yeah. never seen a cool pope before. Yeah, I mean, he's a very nice man. Did, did he come? Maybe he came bearing. Maybe he came with the pizza, and they were all just really hungry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, oh, he's got pizza. What is this? <laughs> oh, wait, wait, Eddie. In your world, they're not allowed to eat pizza either. Well, they're cloistered. I mean, there's a lot of things. I think it's very regimented. These are Italian nuns. I bet they're Mm. really good cooks. I bet they have. I bet they they know how to make good pizza. Hope they pray before. I just think that's interesting. The whole bacteria thing. (laughs) He came bearing fajitas. (laughs) 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 What have you done? Well, cloistered nuns, and the that was an interesting story about how they don't get sick. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Great. That was really interesting. Way to bring a slice, Kiki. Thanks. Good. Good slice. You did well. You did a great job. I wish I wish I could have done the other one. What hap- What happens now on the podcast? Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> all right. That'll do it for slices. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Perfect. Uh, up next, Roma Downey. <laughs> You're listening to Maddie on. The song is Nonsense, featuring Mark Foster from Foster the People. The song is from the new album, Adventure. Hey, our interview segment this week is, is brought to you by Stamps.com. Uh, you might have heard of these guys. They're pretty incredible. When you think about the best time to go to the post office, you're probably guessing before work, after work, or during lunch, right? Yes. Wrong. Well, I mean, during, wrong. I mean, I don't. Wrong. Eddie, you're, you're dead wrong. You are dead wrong, Edward. I literally. Once again. Once again, stamps.com has made you a fool, Eddie. There is no better. <laughs> t- there is no. There could not be a better option than going to the post office. Wrong. Nailed it. Before work, after work, during lunch. That's when it's the most crowded. Everyone's going at that time. The truth is, there is no convenient time to go to the post office, and that is exactly why you need stamps.com. With stamps.com, you can access all the services of the post office right from your desk. Buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or package using your computer and printer. Then just hand it to your mail carrier. It's so easy, guys. And unlike the post office, Stamps.com is open 24-7 with no lines. So you can get your mailing and shipping done whenever it's convenient for you. Uh, we use Stamps.com here at Relevant. And I ha- can't tell you the last time that I sent out a letter, but the next time that I do... I am definitely not going to go to the post office. Because, you know, when you, you take a package to the post office, and you do. You have to wait there for a long time. But yeah. uh, just go to stamps.com. It's so easy. Right now, you can use promo code RELEVANT for a special offer. You get a no-risk trial and $110 bonus offer, which includes a digital scale and up to $55 of free postage. Don't wait. Go to stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click on the microphone on the top of the homepage and type in RELEVANT. That's stamps.com. Enter RELEVANT. Yay. Roma Downey is an Emmy and Golden Globe-nominated actress, an Emmy-nominated producer from Northern Ireland, and we all remember her as the kind-hearted angel Monica on the TV series Touched by an Angel. I remember that. I do, too. Roma and her husband, award-winning producer Mark Burnett, produced uh, the television miniseries The Bible on the History Channel and produced the movie version of the series Son of God, which released in February of last year. Well, now Mark and Roma are back with A.D., an uplifting spiritual journey through the latter chapters of biblical history. A.D., the Bible continues, picks up where the smash hit miniseries The Bible Left Off, continuing the greatest story ever told and exploring the exciting and inspiring events that followed the crucifixion of Christ. 
The series premieres April 5th at 9 p.m. Eastern on NBC. Uh, pretty soon. Check it out, guys. Our very own Cameron Strang, who's not with us this week, but uh, a couple, I don't know, maybe oh, cool. a month or so ago, he was in Morocco, oh, and he was on set of them shooting the AD miniseries, and he got some time with Roma Downey and talked to her, so here is part of Cameron's conversation with Roma Downey. Peter, one day you will die for me. Are you, or are you not, the Messiah? I am. He threatened everything these people believe in. She watched him being tortured and killed. You are disciples of the Nazarene. We are. Dead or alive, find them and bring them to me. If they find you, will they kill you? I don't know. This is, uh, it's unique in that most Bible shows focus on Jesus, and this is really, it picks up, you know, like you said, at, at the death and resurrection, and it's the time after, which is fascinating. Right. And I think, you know, that it, it really is fascinating. I don't know that this has ever been done before, yeah, that we yeah. really have seen the right. book of Acts played out in right. this way. So it really is like the beginnings of the early church. Right. And, um, and, you know, what was important to us is that we create that world, this first century world, and, and try to draw the curtain back so that you, the audience, can step through to experience what must have been going on in those early days. Jesus had just been killed. There was danger lurking down every alleyway for those who believed in him. They had no idea. Uh, they scattered. They were fearful. Um, the, the times that they were living in were the, amongst the cruelest ever. Uh, this Roman regime uh, were occupying these people. They were taxed to the hilt. You know, we know of of Jesus' crucifixion, of course, and I'm sure when you say crucifixion to anyone, they, they will think automatically of the crucifixion of Jesus. But we know from history at this time that the Romans were crucifying up to 500 Jews a day. Uh, these were the worst of times for these people. And so it's amazing, really, that if you look at the, our story, that that... Twelve remaining disciples, um, Judas dies, of course, but they, they get a new man in. So for these twelve guys left, how did they bring down the Roman Empire? It's an extraordinary story. Um, we've had such fun casting the show and bringing, bringing the actors, bringing the teams, international teams gathered from all over the world. I think we represent more than 15 countries mm. Uh, for the making of AD um, and, a, and a cast of characters that you know, you know these people from scripture but you know they didn't know they were going to be iconic biblical characters these people, Paul and Peter and Mary Magdalene and Philip and Thomas and Matthew and Pontius Pilate and, and Caiaphas and on and on and on they didn't know they were characters in the Bible you know, they were people you know, like you and me, most of them struggling with the very things that we struggle with, the same hopes and the same hurts. And it was our job to be able to, you know, bring it off uh, uh, the page and to breathe a life into it on the screen um, that allows you at home to really get a sense that you were there. Our nation 
is poisoned. Jerusalem is a dangerous place. We just buried a good man because he dared speak the truth. Turn away from hate. Turn away from violence. We haven't done anything, but you will. No longer will violence be heard. The thing that struck me watching parts of the first episode uh, with you wasn't the Bible moments. I mean, it's like we've heard those. it was it was actually the characters and the drama that you know you guys brought to life behind the scenes the things that probably led up to these moments and it like it, i i felt it illuminated the scripture in a way that i hadn't experienced before it was really amazing and even watching the taping today i mean some of these scenes are just like jaw dropping drama you know yes. it's so cool to see yeah there is an amazing uh, a drama in this you know and i think what ad does and does so well is that it has big huge epic moments it has scale it has um you know sets and casts of hundreds and roman legions and you know big battles and then it has the beauty of intimacy yeah these small profound moments of deep relationship, moments where the Holy Spirit comes and fills this frightened group and strengthens them. Um, You know, amazing moments like episode three, where we see them gathered fearfully, knowing that Jesus has promised that he was sent the Holy Spirit, but not knowing when the Holy Spirit would come or in what form it might take. Really, the Holy Spirit is the star of A.D. Mm. You know, the Holy Spirit is mentioned over 50 times by name in the book of Acts alone. You know, as we've been sitting around in writing rooms, working always with biblical scholars and advisors to make sure that when we do come into Scripture, that we come in accurately and that we portray that story with truth. But um, the book of Acts is the backbone for A.D. But we have woven other stories, drawing from history, drawing from the writings of Josephus, um, drawing in a way to to color in these stories, to you know, to give a context both from the political carrying on of what was happening at the time uh, and it was madly complicated you know it's there there was such oppression uh, from the Romans and there were people still trying to hold on to power and status um, and then in the midst of us um, you know you had Jesus and the messages of Jesus which you know miraculously prevails in spite of Everything that would indicate these guys were about to get shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, of course we know that they didn't. And then ironically, the very roads that were built by the very Romans to come in here and oppress these people become the roads, really, upon which the word goes out forth and, and is spread around the world, and which is why there are over two billion Christians today. Peter. One day you will die for me. We are fishermen, not fighters. I never had you for a coward. My son chose you for a reason, Peter. Join us and become a real force to be reckoned with. We are already beyond counting! My son chose you for a reason. He knew your faith was strong enough 
help you to become the man our people need you to be. Are you Peter? Please come. I know you have done it before. Bring her back, please. In the name of Jesus Christ, be healed. Child, hear me. I walked with him, ate with him, called him my friend. In the name of Jesus Christ, be healed. I remember when you were, uh, when the Bible miniseries was about to come out, you were um, showing it around and I was at a gathering that you presented it and you kind of shared your heart saying this was uh, yours and Mark's kind of gift back to the church. It was like your tithe back. Did you ever think it would end up sparking something of this scale? You know, our, our very dear friend, Pastor Rick Warren, always jokes with us that the most dangerous prayer you can pray is use me. And um, he always says, because if you pray that prayer, then you have to be ready for the fact that maybe God just indeed might use you. And if that happens, then you got to get up and you got to get out and you got to go do something about it. So we felt a call in our hearts to do this. You know, we really felt that there was a potential here to take our story and to present it in a way that makes it cool and compelling and um, and relatable and human, you know, and and then bringing in these supernatural elements, so we understand the you know what the Holy Spirit is, and that we understand that the Holy Spirit's available to us. It wasn't just back in the first century that um, you know that still today our faith is alive, and and um, it's been such a privilege for us. Uh, and our own um, faith to be able to use our talents and the gifts that we have been given to put this um, TV, uh, you know, series together. And I, and I might add, you know, Mark and I, of course, are a husband and wife, and many uh, husbands and wives, you know, would be perhaps challenged working together and spending, you know, quite as much time together as we do. But we're really... We're really best friends, you know, and we share a heart for this. This is, this is not just a job for us, you know. This is, this is our faith, and this is something that we have just lovingly poured our hearts and our souls into. And, um, uh, you know, it's been really the, the best of times being able to make this. It's not to say it's been without its challenges, right. and I'm sure, you know, there may indeed be more challenges ahead. Um, because you can write on a script, you know, um, like yesterday's work, for instance, uh, the emperor arrives at the palace, right? It takes however many words that is, one line on a script, and suddenly, you know, 500 people later, as the chariots are coming up the driveway and the extras in their endless suits of armor, and, you know, it's all, it's work, Mm -hmm. and it's hard work, Um, but it's a, it's, really been worth it truth what is truth Rome holds Judea loose in its hand only as long as the Sanhedrin is able to manage its people he threatened everything these people believe in I've betrayed innocent blood he was a magician from Galilee he needed to be silenced The Nazarene preached insurrection against all authority. 
How can I tell my child I love her and then leave? Jerusalem is a dangerous place. This Jesus cult grows stronger by the hour with the sole aim of challenging us all. Cornelius! That was Roma Downey. Uh, for more, you can go to NBC.com and don't forget to check out the series premiere of AD April 5th at 9 p.m. Eastern on NBC. listening to Hillsong United, the song is Touch the Sky. It's from their upcoming album, Empires. Well, Derek Minor is a hip-hop artist, record producer, entrepreneur, actor, and screenwriter. He is a founding member of the hip-hop group RMG on Reflection and is also a member of the Reach Hip-Hop Collective, 116 Click. His latest album, Empire, not to be confused with Hillsong United's new album, Empires, and <laughs> not to be confused with the hit show, Empire. Yeah. Starring Terrence Howard. Have you yeah. guys seen that show? It's really good. Anyways, or the Empire Strikes Back. Or the Empire Strikes Back. Nailed it. Or or the '90s uh, uh, hipster comedy Empire Records. Interesting. There you go. All of those things. All of those things. Not to be confused with Derek Minor's latest album. Uh, the album was released this past January and finds Minor searching for meaning and grace amid the false gods and temptations of a fallen world. Our very own Tyler Huckabee recently talked yeah. to him. You guys had a good conversation, didn't you, Tyler? Oh, I enjoyed it. He's yeah. a, he's a really, I've never talked to him before. He's a really good guy, and he lives right here in Nashville. He's a good guy. He's got a great new record out. Here's part of Tyler's conversation with Derek Minor. I live my life like I'm going to live forever. Like whatever or whenever, just don't tell me never. I can tell that it's some people that won't see me better. But greatness in our DNA, he ain't made us for failure. Ugh. We live our dreams while you sleepwalking That sounded destiny too loud so I can't hear you talking They said minor, we be waiting on that fire often I'm trying to cremate a beat, it won't even see a coffin Yeah, I bet you think that this that bragging flow Talk about some stuff that you ain't got impressed the masses flow That sell your soul, you can buy your home, that's massive flow Thinking to myself, what's a mansion to a castle though? I, I, I don't like necessarily this word, but I'll use it Christian rap or at least rappers who are a Christian are kind of having a moment right now, man. Y'all are <laughs> never been a better time to be involved in what you're involved in. Um, do you think that's because of audiences taking Christians who are rappers more seriously, or has just the uh, has just the industry and the art gotten better recently? I think it's a combination of all of it. I mean, if, if I'm to be totally honest. I feel like there's been guys, like, I mean, if you, if you look at, like, a guy like Lecrae who, uh, you know, took me under his wing and mentored me, like, I, I've been knowing him since 2010, and, I mean, every record he's put out that I've, that I've heard was competitive with whatever was out at the moment. So, I just think 
now what's happening is people are starting to uh, they're starting to just notice what we've been doing for for years. And I think also guys are getting better. Like you know, I, I, I'm in a circle with you know like Andy, and you know I'm in a circle with the Cannons and all those guys that that are out here working. And for all of us, the goal is always the same. It's, it's always pushing the envelope and being greater. And then also, you know, finding a better way to communicate what we're passionate about, whether it's Jesus or whether it's our families or, you know, whatever. We're looking for how can we say this in a way that it hasn't been said before. And it, it feels like a renaissance uh, for, for, I think, even hip-hop. You know, when you watch a guy like McCray get the number one album or you know, my album being number one on iTunes when it first comes out. Like, you're seeing hip-hop having to listen and say, wow, these guys have something to say and it sounds pretty good. Who you know that hop on tracks and that like he done lost his mind? Who you know that love the Lord and ain't gonna trip if you don't like? Who you know that's all MG but unashamed until he die? Who you know that talk about God and still I rap your trap is God? It'd be easy for you to just become a preacher and get real, real preach out some of your songs. Is it hard to stay away from that and continue to be creative with the way you speak the truth? You're either creative or you're not. And I think that, you know, for me, as far as the messaging that I, that I always put into my music, it, it's going to come out creative because I'm a creative thinker. And I, I don't necessarily worry about that because I just try to be myself. And I think if I haven't learned anything over the past couple of years is, you know, I think God has created us all with different ways of how we view things. Like he's given us different skill sets and he's given us different outlooks on how to approach stuff. And I think what makes all of us unique is when we just try to be ourselves. Like, I don't want to be the next Lecrae. I'm the first the first and the last there. And and that's that's the end goal. Like, I want to be able to come to the table and, and, you know, Lecrae has a dope approach. Andy has a dope approach. Fizzle has a dope approach. Cannon, the Tony Tilden, they have dope approaches to how they do their thing. But I just want to be myself. And I feel like as long as I'm being myself, then I won't have to worry about the creativity or the, you know, the, the messaging. Because the message is going to be there, too, because I eat, sleep, and breathe it. So it, as long as I'm being myself, it's going to, will be cool. Good God, OMG, who made them stars? Outer space or Hollywood, which way you want to go? He made them both. Hey, you should know who are you to think he needs you to a system in the air like it's a alley oop. Cause see, we dropped the ball. His love could pick us up. His love could save us all. Head of kings, you ain't never seen him. And you seem to think you know what I mean. But what I meant to say is every single day and every way you look is everything you made. You couldn't top that. Top hat on the top shelf with a ladder that you climbed on just to get there. He's the most high hands in the air. What are some of the ways that you saw God working in and how the album came out? Well, man, 2014 was probably, it was one of the hardest years of my life. Like, my dad passed away, um, my aunt passed away, and my sister passed away all within one year. And then my wife got in a car accident and she uh, had small fractures in her spine. And then uh, one of my artists, uh, was trying to help a guy that got in a car accident 
and fell off the bridge and hurt himself really bad. Thing after thing after thing happened. You know, I had a uh, I had a business associate steal like thousands of dollars from me all during this time. So realistically, like without the person, like the perseverance from God, like there's no way that this album could have got done. That's why when I wrote the record uh, Fly with Colton Dixon, uh, it was just really just like, you know, I saw it with the angels, uh, which I was flying with them right now. Feel like I feel like I feel like I fell out of, out of heaven and gravity want to bring me down. My failures feel so enormous, but they pale in comparison to you. That was me really crying out to say like, like God, man, it feels like the world is crumbling around me, but you know, like my failures feel so enormous, but they tell in comparison to your glory. So for me, it was just keeping my eyes on God and saying, you know, I know you want me to put this album out. So you're going to have to give me the motivation and you're going to have to give me the bandwidth to do this in the midst of the storm. Fly, I know the wind is getting crazy now But don't let turbulence take your desire You see I'm pointing at you from the ground Sometimes you need that lift to take you higher You, you, you were made with dreams You only see if you're Do you ever feel like uh, it would be like you'd have more success, you get more, you get more tweets, more sales, and if your music didn't have God in it, if you were willing to go outside of that a little bit, do you think you would have more success? I don't really know because I, my brain doesn't even think that way. Like, so it's kind of like, what, like, what would I say? I don't really know. Like, I, at, at times I had that that's crossed my mind. Like, man, I bet you if I wrote this or or, or wrote that, it probably would. Uh, you know, people will probably connect with it. But then again, you know, I think just being who I am and being myself, like the people that are connecting with it are supposed to connect with it. And, and, you know, I feel as though, I feel like the more we get the message out there and the more we get the music out there, the, there's more people that will connect with it. Like this is just the beginning. This is just phase one. You know, there's phase two, three, phase 100 that I feel like, you know, the, the best message is a message of hope. Because no matter how much we go out and party and drink our lives away or whatever, you know, whatever the music of the day is, at the end of the day, you still have to go home and you still have to look in the mirror. And oftentimes, many people, when they go home, they look in the mirror, they hate what they see. And I'm here for them. You tell your crew, I tell my crew, we party all night. That was Derek Minor. Be sure to check out his new album. It's called Empire, and you can find out more at DerekMinor.com or follow him on Twitter at the Derek Minor. Flowers with Can't Deny My Love from his upcoming album, The Desired Effect. I took the mic back. 
It's good to have you. Good move. I left the room temporarily and they did a whole bunch of stuff without me. I actually had to mute her mic during the last two segments because she was trying to do exactly what I was doing. Yeah. I was just mouthing it along with you. Yeah. yeah you both kept jinxing each other. Yeah, it was it was it was it was pretty weird. But yeah. Kiki's back in the driver's chair I prefer for this Kiki. last segment. Sorry. Hey, hey, it's okay. You're just jealous because hey. I've gotten to co-host and now Kiki's gotten to, to, to host the I'm show. I'm not jealous. And you've never gotten to host nope. the show. The Eddie and Kevin. Yeah, can we talk about Eddie? Can we talk about your feelings about this? Yeah, who yeah. hurt you, Eddie? No one hurt me, uh, but I'll tell you that none of you will be a part, except for Jesse, but, but Jesse will be on it because he's my friend, but um, we'll be on the Eddie and Kevin Mack show. <laughs> so, you guys, you need me for that show. You it's called, and it's called Eddie to the Max. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Eddie to the Max. Oh, man. I think I just guaranteed some sort of, like, you know, tweet that someone will say something and he'll definitely, definitely put a restraining order out. But, but it's not Eddie to the Max. It's Eddie to Dub. Two numeral yeah, number, yeah. number yeah. two, max. Yep. right? Yeah. Well, that Eddie was two to max. Yeah, because it's more street that way. Right, it's cooler. And the X and Max is shaped like a cross. Actually, it's turned on its side. Mm. I like that. I like that. CKS. It's CKS. It's not X. Video box. CKS. Yeah, just to be very clear, CKS. Just like Video Max. All right, all right. It is time for your feedback. Do we have any corrections or apologies? Oh, I don't think so. I, oh, great. We I have no corrections None that apologies. we're going to issue. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to apologize. I mean, yeah. we will next, next week. Next week. Oh, what's, what's great is you just oh, get wait, out of I next will, week. I will apologize to Catholics on behalf of Martin Luther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> because there were some that wrote me that, that did not appreciate the, the insults that, but I didn't write them. Right. I was just repeating them because I thought they were funny. So I do apologize if they were offended. You know, I'm, I'm Catholic now, and since I'm speaking for everyone, I'll... Please speak for the Catholic women, Church here. I can also speak for all Catholics. So you're fine. Okay. There you go. There you go. I think I probably should preemptively oh. apologize for that cloistered nuns thing. It seems hey, like I, I did something wrong in there. I don't know what, but it <laughs> feels... Can you apologize on behalf of nuns who... Yeah. Can we apologize? Uh, I don't know. You're going to have forgiving. to go find a nun, Eddie, Uh-oh. and uh, <laughs> look her in the eye. Look through the partition and probably just... True story. My old guidance counselor was a nun, and then she quit uh, the nun. Three. <laughs> You're making it worse, Eddie. Just look at look at this. Hood. I called your home, the place that you've dedicated your life, a petri dish of viruses. Yeah. How do you quit the nunnery? Do you just walk out, just leave? I do. I think you just put in your two weeks a resignation, and you you know pack up your stuff, and out you go. Out you go. Tell your boss. Jump on LinkedIn and, and you know, just wait for the next thing. <laughs> Do you have to sing? Is it like Sound of Music where you have to, it's mandatory, you have to sing, and then they're just like, we have to get rid of you. That's yeah. right. She quit the nunnery. That's right. Who did? How do you solve a problem like Maria? Maria. And Sound of Music. Oh, man, I love that movie. How do you catch a cloud and pin it down? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a great question. That's this week's question of the week. Question of the week. Yeah, save that for question of the week. <laughs> all right, all right. So last week we asked you for some witty insults. Since Jesse went and insulted all the Catholics, we needed some witty insults <laughs> that Jesse can yell next time he is in a situation to yell insults. <laughs> and uh, if you need some context for this, if you haven't listened to last week's podcast 50 times, um, <laughs> Jesse, <laughs> Jesse apparently was a little too timid at the Cavs Magic game last week. He didn't bring his A game and... I think just had low blood sugar. Yeah. According yep. to all the cookies he ate. But, uh, but I feel like he redeemed himself by bringing just a never ending trove of insults from the internet, which is what the internet's for. And uh, all written by Martin Luther, all insulting Catholics. He really isolated that part of the relevant listening community. It's only Christianity's biggest denomination. 
<laughs> but uh, what we wanted you listeners to give us uh, some witty insults for future situations. So next time he has floor seats to a magic game, um, like we all do, he has the insults ready to really just destroy the players, really put them down and put them in their place like a good Christian would. I'd like to I'd like to expand it even like Jesse, I was thinking about it, like not just at a at a ball game, but like let's say you're the front row of a concert and it's in between songs and you don't like the band. Or let's say you're, you know, like the worship leader. Psychologically damaged. The worship leader on stage is just cursed (laughs) over the microphone and you don't, you know, you don't like it and you want something to say. Like, I think this is more than just a sporting event. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a lot of life scenarios like you just named. And I, I there's this one wasn't in the feedback, but I, I I thought of one. Obama doesn't follow you on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> you are no one. All right, Colby Colby Daniel had a good one. Said uh, you're so bad, Tyler could beat you at Mario Kart. Okay, <laughs> that, is, that is low. That is low. I don't know if we need to. We might have to bleep that one out. Yeah, Peter said when you play hide and seek at IKEA, nobody looks for you. I liked that one. That was really funny. That's pretty good. You're just a weirdo hiding out in Ikea. <laughs> uh, another one I like, this is for a basketball game. This is from another Peter. It's uh, when the throw throws up the air ball, you can yell, you couldn't hit the hole in my neighbor's front yard. <laughs> oh, did you ever did you ever That's go check great. that out like we need no, to know I, I i i need to i i drove by it again and it it, it he so far joe's made no effort to fill the hole <laughs> but but i do i keep forgetting to go over there and peek in jesse what do you think the chances are that one of these weeks you could record the podcast live from a lawn chair in the hole oh <laughs> there are great chances i mean there's nothing preventing me from doing that certainly not joe he would not oppose that idea at all i love it i think we should do it I would have him on if you guys wanted it. I don't know if that's safe. Yeah, I, you uh, need to get the bleep. Right? I, I was gonna say I filled my bleep quota for the for the year last week. So uh, Scott on the on the on the podcast episode page, he used a couple from Shakespeare. There's no more faith in thee than a stewed prune. Burn. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw Henry the Fifth. Drop, drop the mic on that one. Yeah, I laughed at that line. I just saw Henry the Fifth here locally, and the guy delivered it with like real anger and gusto. And I was like, oh. Lame. <laughs> no more faith in thee. Might you guys explain? William Larue commented with, on the podcast episode of Paid with a few Southern insults. Uh, they're all good. Can someone explain to me? I don't get this last one. Try hurting cats. You might be better at that. No, I've never heard that. I've heard. I've heard, heard, heard that. In, what it, I've heard of hurting cats is like trying to control things that are uncontrollable. Like, yeah. like uh, in a sentence, Kiki did a good job hurting cats today. No, yeah. I have not. I just let a, you guys roam, man. No, you did a great job. <laughs> just let's wander out into traffic. Right. Just you might be better at it. Quiz. Is it an insult that's so smart? I'm just too dumb to get it. I, I think <laughs> so, man. I think I'm so. so sorry. Wish we had yeah. somebody who was accepted to Yale two times on the podcast. Like, Anybody what? can get accepted to Yale. The real test is Yeah, no, it's really easy. You have to find it on a map. Then. <laughs> I like Jason Williamson on the podcast episode page. He said, after a block, you could yell, get that out of here, using stamps.com for print at home postage, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Way to work our sponsor into uh, into your burn oh, there, Jason. Good there one. was one that made me giggle. It was Jay Gray. Just that was really obsessed with tiny hands. So his insult was, oh. "How do you eat breakfast with those little tiny baby hands? Yeah, I saw that one too. Like, should, okay, so, but one. in Jay Gray's world... <laughs> if, if this only works if the person that you're attempting to insult has freakishly tiny hands. But if they do, you are in luck. Because you can say to that person, how do you eat breakfast 
with those tiny baby hands. <laughs> that is, uh, it's really pointed, but I, I like think that. it could be useful. That is a weird one. Yeah, it's it? very specific. You can say it to your son. Yeah, exactly, because he is a baby. <laughs> and he has Although, baby to be fair, hands. I think I, I think I have normal sized hands, but if somebody were to say that to me, I would develop a complex about maybe I've had really small hands my entire life and nobody's told me. Before <laughs> I didn't even but if I said that to my two year old son, I could, it's like he's like, Dad, you can clearly see how I eat breakfast with these baby hands. Not well. It is everywhere. Yeah. I have got a sweet potato in my hair. I have thrown it on the ground. But guess who's cleaning it up, Pops? Yeah. Not me. <laughs> And it's because I'm a baby with yeah. baby hands and not fine motor skills. <laughs> All right, that does it for this week's feedback. Time for next week's editorial question of the week. All right, so this is the season of Easter plays and passion plays. It's the year when everyone likes to bust out their finest clothes, the most amount of candy, and put a bunch of sh- hyped-up sugared kids and try to tell the reason for the season. <laughs> and, uh, Perfect. That is exactly that right. at every church. <laughs> and, uh, and mistakes will happen, or, or magic will happen, and we want to hear your stories. We want to hear your favorite Easter play miracles, Easter play disasters. We want to hear the stories you have. <laughs> kind of like, um, like the Oscars. Uh, one of the categories you remember the tomb that caught on fire. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 We should, should we open it up past Easter to like Easter, Christmas, like um, like any kind of church production. I say, I say any awkward thing that happened at a church production. Okay. Now, what if it wasn't awkward and you were just really good in it? Can we talk about that? <laughs> but I feel like I feel like half of church productions are automatically awkward. Like we used to have well, yeah. a puppet group at our at our church. And oh, it was just puppet magical. ministry! It yeah, is the future. Like that is awkward. We could just talk about puppet ministry. <laughs> yeah. Or, or so sorry, you know, years. human video is is a great interest of mine as well. What about uh, anybody here? Uh, was anybody here in Godspell their senior year? <laughs> no, I was, and it was very good. And I still think it was very good. So, do we want do we want uh, moments of triumph or hilarity or pyrotechnics? I, I think I think any moment that they think would read well, yeah, like yeah. anything that if they think it's funny, unlike everything I've said today, <laughs> no, 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 it's really smooth. No, no, I, I, because I do feel I do feel like church productions they they have all of the ingredients for an awkward cocktail, which is you know people doing things that uh, other people see as like sacred and religious, right? Amateur theater, right? And elaborate sets. Combine those three well, things. Funny things. And dramatic and, or, orchest- or, orchestral scores. Yes. Yeah. And right. a very <laughs> limited talent pool. Because you have got to pull. You've only got what you got. Right. So maybe yeah. you have one great vocalist who played the lead in Godspell. And maybe, but maybe you don't have, like, maybe the whole supporting that cast. Everyone thought was going to go on to, like, this crazy career in music right. or yeah. theater. And, and it just turned never out to be happened. a B-list podcaster. Yeah. Anybody have any follow-up questions about my podcast, <laughs> about me being in Godspell? Like, I don't know why I'm surprised that you're super I, I have a Godspell. question, actually. What is Godspell? Go- Mm. Godspell. Have you ever seen her? It's Jesus? okay. It's okay. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. <laughs> it is. It's a seventy. All right, that's it for this week. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. I played Jesus in it. If if you must know, I was typecast. Wait, were you Jesus in Godspell? Of course. So you were barely I, acting. Not necessarily, of course. Well, but I mean, like in terms of just talent and leadership and pastoral presence, like how could? What am I going to be? What? Well, what, what am I going to be? Judas. I mean, I mean, John the Baptist is also a key role. I mean, there's a lot of people who are talented, Eddie. Yeah, just this, not like you. Yeah, <laughs> there, but there is only one Jesus, isn't there? I've got to imagine that was an awful production. Are the robes kind of like a kilt? Like, is there two pieces, or is just one giant? Bench? No, it was like a '70s. It's like a '70s play. So you wear like jeans and a Superman T-shirt. Not oh. kidding. 
Just like Jesus. I think we need to. That, hey, sounds great. Really sorry I missed that one. Let's wrap this. <laughs> That'll do it for Eddie's feedback. That's good. I like this question this week. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, pumped. I'm pumped to hear. It. Everybody's got a good story. Everyone's got a good story. Everyone's got something that popped into their head when they heard the question. Yeah. yeah. So, Kiki, um, way to kill it on the show this week. Many thanks to the guests who were so kind to join us on your very first show. Uh, Roma Downey, producer of the new of the new show, AD. Check it out on uh, April 5th, 9 p.m. Eastern on, on NBC. That's Easter Sunday. And then also thanks to Derek Miner for talking to us as well. Uh, again, his new album is called Empire. You can find out more at... The Derek Miner. Follow him on Twitter. And thanks to our sponsors, Video Blocks, B L O C K S. I cannot emphasize that one enough. Just really clear. <laughs> go that. to videoblocks.com slash go slash relevant and you can get a seven day free trial. Uh, go check that out. 130 videos. 140. <laughs> Eddie, so close. Yeah. And thanks also to stamps.com. Again, uh, use promo code RELEVANT and get some pretty awesome stuff yes. from stamps.com. We thank them for sponsoring this week's episode. Well, Kiki, yes. you did an absolutely oh, incredible job this week. Great job. We, you are really home run. How are you? You did a great job, Chad. You did an incredible job. Well, th- I, I mean, can already feel the editing you've done to this, and it sounds amazing. <laughs> it was really fun having you on yeah, the show. Yeah, Kiki. Did a really Thanks, great Kiki. job. Yeah, it was a lot. Thanks of fun. for letting us do this. You were Good fun. Plus. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's podcast. I am Kiki Pound. I'm Chad Michael Snavely. I'm Eddie Koffeltz. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Tyler Huckabee. And for Cameron Strang, because I can speak for him now, they will all be back next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Relevant Podcasts and get bonus material from this episode at the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And don't forget to check out the magazine. It's available on newsstands and at the iTunes App Store, or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. You said if you're never coming back, you have to go. Officer, I'm not trying to make you look bad here. I just want to let you know. The president follows me on Twitter.